What's up, FitFam? You've got Laura here with episode number eight of the podcast. Welcome to the next Bikini Things. I've got a guest today that I'm really excited to be sitting down with and chatting with. Um, what's your last name, Ivan? I don't even know your last name. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> extremely hard to pronounce. I just it's... know you as Poppin' Ivan. There you go. That's, I'd rather just go by that. Uh, my last name is Uribe. <laughs> Udibe? Uh, yeah, actually. Okay. pretty good. Okay. Ivan Udibe, and he is 24 from Anaheim, California, and he lost over 160 pounds through learning to cook and meal prep. So today we're going to be talking about everything food, meal prep, cheat meals, um, weight loss, all of those good things. And, and yeah, I'm really excited that you were able to make it today. I'm glad we were able to sit down and and have this conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm actually very excited to be here. I've been uh, looking forward to this day. Me too. So, um, me too. Yeah, let's get started. Yeah, so I, I think the first thing is just tell me a little bit about your weight loss story. Like you and I, you and I first met at OC Discount. Shout out to OC Discount. Um, <laughs> and, and I was there doing a demo and immediately, I think you and I probably spent at least like 20, 25 minutes just talking about food and, and you told me about this weight loss journey you went on, which was incredible. And I was amazed just not only what you told me, some of the pictures you showed me, but, um, people struggle just to, just to lose a little bit of, a little bit of weight. So yeah, give me, give me some backstory, I guess, from the beginning. Yeah, most definitely. So in the very beginning, uh, so yeah, I, uh, grew up very overweight my entire life. And this was due to, uh, living in a household that wasn't really nutritional based in a healthy way. So in that sense, uh, I grew up with a single mother, you know, it was five of us. And the thing was, my mom was always working. So my weight gain was due to the fast food that we had, uh, frozen dinners, and uh, well, good old Mexican food that we would have sometimes, actually not even all the time. So that contributed me to gaining 160 pounds at, by the end, of like 21 years old that was at my heaviest was 340 pounds uh-huh wow and how tall are you five foot eight five foot eight yeah, yeah. so that's pretty round guys that's pretty round so uh, i told myself that i truly believe that no human being is supposed to be this big you know and honestly growing up eating unhealthy at this time i'm actually a very firm believer of you are what you eat if you eat bad, Absolutely. you're going to think bad, you know? So I have a little saying of, you know, eat clean, think clean, feel clean, because that's the true reality of what nutrition, at least good nutrition, does for you. So another thing is uh, I hated chicken and rice. Uh-huh. So I said, if I'm going to hop on a diet and I'm going to go down that route of eating healthy for the rest of my life, I'm going to be eating some really tasty food. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, so going back a little bit, so your mom was working all the time. Um, I guess what did what did that actually look like, or when you know when did you realize that maybe you're overweight? Like, were you overweight from like elementary school on, or Absolutely. like did it just did it just creep up over time, or how did how did you even find yourself in a position where you're 340 pounds, realizing you need to make a life change? Uh, it was when I was uh, hopping inside my own head, as I say. It was just one day I was realizing that I was in so much pain, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm 21, and I don't think I'm supposed to hurt this much at 21. My back was hurting. I had knee problems. My feet were flat because of being overweight. I had lost my arch. Oh my, my gosh. Feet. So I, from laying down at 2 a.m., right? I had insomnia, by the way. So I would never, ever sleep. I would just kind of loathe in my problems and then just kind of eat mm-hmm. to kind of make myself feel better. Yeah. I got up and I remember looking at myself in the mirror and going, whoa. No. Okay. Um, if there's going to be a change, it has to be in my brain first. Mm-hmm. So, which is what I did. And I came into the realization that I was just a miserable person. Mm-hmm. So from that time on, I told myself that I believe that I can change in every single way and I could mold myself into the person I want to become, mm-hmm. but it has to start mentally first. Mm-hmm. So I went into the kitchen mm-hmm. started looking in my pantries and I was like, whoa. There's nothing good in here. Yeah. The what only was, vegetable. What was, what was in the pantry? <laughs> there were uh, chips, bread, um, 
And the type of bread, by the way, was Mexican bread. And you know that's like the best type of stuff. So it was just very I love going into like the, the Mexican bakeries. It smells so good. All it? that stuff just, I don't know what most of it is, but it all looks amazing. It's so good. <laughs> if you're going to have a cheat meal, don't. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, do it. Go for it. Try it. I'm going to have, have a cheat meal this weekend. Uh, <laughs> TBD, TBD yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's so good. But, so good yeah so um yeah so getting down to that point um i was like okay you know i cook good old american food i i've made ribs uh good hamburgers you know just uh -huh. all the dishes that i would make um were very american yeah you know? and also um i got very fortunate of going to this restaurant frequently in laguna beach called mozambique okay and they yeah. have south africa i love mozambique oh it's the my views spot. Yes. The views are incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're not if you're not familiar with Laguna Beach, Mozambique is a massive restaurant on Pacific Coast Highway that has a deck that just faces the ocean. And I remember when I first moved to California a little over three years ago, um, the guy I was dating at the time we went there, and we're just sitting there, and he was from Indiana as well, and we're just like, this is a weeknight. This is our reality now. It feels like we're on vacation. <laughs> it's it has such a gorgeous view. I yeah. think the food is phenomenal. Yeah. And um, luckily, I have my brother that works there. It's actually uh, head of security, so I would go visit him, aka just go for the food. Go get some free meals. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or I would try discounted. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and nice. then I got to see what their seasonings were about. Uh -huh. So I started diving into the South African culture, the African. Uh, seasonings that they have and peppers and just everything that they work with like peri peri mm -hmm. I think is a freaking phenomenal pepper okay. and I actually got to incorporate that into my everyday meals now or uh -huh. somewhat of my cheat meals awesome you know and uh, yeah. I got really creative with it yeah. so I took those seasonings took them home threw away these fake seasonings that I had like garlic uh -huh. powder and yeah. you know seasoned salt but that's like not really seasoned salt. It was just, I just so weird. Did you know that garlic salt has sugar in it? Yes, absolutely. I found that out recently, and mm. I freaked out. It's <laughs> not bad. that I not that I use. I don't use a ton of salt in general, but yeah, I found that out. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. There's sugar in salt. It's so hidden too. Yeah, it's so hidden. Yeah, it, you know, I've changed my lifestyle so much that I look at ingredients, not mm -hmm. even just in nutritional yeah. facts. Yeah, you have to. You have and it's to. So scary the stuff that I was putting in my body or that honestly a lot of yeah. Americans put in their body. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, your, your story is not an, an uncommon one. Uh -uh. What I guess. So, so your mom was working. So you and your siblings are probably just on your own a lot. Like what was your eating like? Were you guys going to get fast food or were you making stuff or, or what were you doing? Yeah, it was always fast food. And then if it wasn't fast food, we would have, um, microwave burritos and micro microwave pizzas okay. at the house. Yeah. But, um, the biggest problem on top of that was the no portions. Uh -huh. It was just like, a, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh -huh. And, you know, we would always chase that feeling of being full. Okay. And doing that from a young age. As a matter of fact, uh, my entire family's overweight. Yeah. I'm only, I'm the only one who went through that change. So I got my own pantry. Yeah. And my own pantry okay. is away from theirs, and my pantry is full of, like, I don't know, like chia seeds, stevia, you know, just yeah. a bunch of clean, yeah. you know, seasonings mm -hmm. and uh, fresh stuff, too. Honestly, I'm a very firm believer of, like, going to your local, like, grocery store that has these clean mm -hmm. ingredients, farm to table type of stuff. Yeah. Man, that's, like, awesome stuff. Yeah. That's made with love. Yeah. You know? And, no, I, I love all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like Sprouts sponsor me. Uh, they did no oh, well, they sprouts, should yeah. oh, i'm there all the time Please. like come on that, i don't want to be sponsored by like oh, i love sprouts yeah i don't know i just sprouts is really awesome yeah. so i go there and i buy stuff in bulk so mm -hmm. like my little oats everything their just, bulk section their bulk section is amazing and i love their nut butters even just their plain unsalted peanut butter that mm -hmm. comes in the tub so good it's so good i go almond butter peanut butter i do i switch it up wrong. I, I do I do both because yeah almond butter has the more fiber and a little bit better like fat profile but sometimes you just want to you want a little peanut butter you want to switch it up just a little peanut butter yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a little peanut butter yeah um, but yes uh, so 
Honestly, the change really started in the pantry, started in the mm-hmm. fridge. That's where it all started, Yeah, you know? And it was just that mind of determination mm-hmm. that I did not want to be who I became. Sure. So I definitely started to gradually make bigger and bigger differences. And to be honest, um, I did it like a person quit cigarettes. I quit my bad eating habit, my, my, my bad diet. Uh-huh. Like someone who was addicted to cigarettes. Okay, like I, you, like you were thinking of food or that type of food as an addiction. Definitely, you know, okay. it's it, and I truly believe that food is an addiction. There's just so many times that we fall yeah. under that pressure of like, oh, like God, man, that looks so good. And you, I really started thinking like, why am I like so? That looks so good, and I'm just looking yeah. at it like I'm in love, you know. Yeah. And it just takes Why are you over so me. attached to it? Yeah. yeah. And so I had to come, uh, honestly, face to face with the relationship I had with food. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I-, I have to let you go. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. So I wanna, I wanna take one step back, just because I think your story or just the situation you're in of just being very overweight. It's so common, and me, I'm from the Midwest. Here in Southern California, people are pretty fit for the most part. People are pretty active. It's nice year-round. In the Midwest, in the East Coast, the South, people are very overweight. Like, across the country, people are very, very overweight. And so what I'm curious about is, is you said one day you looked in the mirror and you said, okay, I'm done with this. But really, like, mentally... And, and what was actually that turning point? Because I think there are a lot of people that always want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And they know, I mean, you know in your heart, I mean, you've got eyes and you look in the mirror, you know you're overweight. But really, what led up to that moment of just saying, okay, now, like, what was that turning point for you? There's this saying that we, um, <laughs> not everybody says it anymore. It's, um, stop faking the funk, right? Mm-hmm. And when you do that to yourself, you really start looking at the person that you've became and what you feel. See, a lot of people don't really talk about what is going on mentally. Mm-hmm. And for myself, I really question that. I'm like, why am I not hopping inside my head to question why I'm so honestly sad? Why mm-hmm. I'm so full of anxiety? Why am I mm-hmm. always worrying about the past and then thinking of what's the future and never really living in the present? Uh-huh. So. That was possibly the day that I realized that I was actually really depressed. You know, I had very crazy thoughts. Honestly, a lot of people usually have crazy thoughts, but you're not supposed to have crazy thoughts for a really long time, mm-hmm. you know? And what was, what's a really long time? Was it like months or it was, years? It was from the age of 14 in which I didn't realize. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So from 14 to 21. 14 to 21, I realized that I grew up pretty sad. You wow. know, I had good moments, of course. And uh, my good moments was honestly when I was dancing, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and it was just something that I fell in love with doing, yeah. just dancing. Um, there's a there's a style called um, locking, you know, uh-huh. you know pop yeah. and lock, which uh-huh. is where popping comes from. And so, oh, nice. yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people call it dubstep dancing now, which is okay. hilarious because it's not that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you know, That's I cool. just that was just something that really kept me flexible. Okay. So I look at myself when I was a kid. I was like a young Chris Farley, uh-huh. you know, he was big, but he was like <laughs> very physical, very physical. Yeah. I was exactly in that way, but my eating habits like were way more uh-huh. a part of my life than my physicalness was. Uh-huh. So um, looking at myself in that mirror, looking at myself in that mirror, I was just like, uh, no, you're sad and you're depressed. Can you change this? Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, reading meditation books on how to calm mm-hmm. down and start living in the moment. And um, I'm like, okay, uh, uh, this is not working. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna switch, you yeah. know. And honestly, I, I am not the person that I used to be. I used to be, I just really can't find another word. I was an asshole, uh-huh. like to the deepest extent, and people loved me for that for some reason, uh-huh. you know. And it was just so weird that people loved me being an asshole. I would be the reason someone would have a bad day. Really? And get other like, people to Like, what would you do? Laugh. I would, like, I was really good at talking shit. Uh-huh. You know, I really <laughs> was. You know, I really, really was. Yeah. And I would get to people, especially because it was the truth. Mm-hmm. And people don't really like to speak the truth. Yeah. And it was just something that I realized, like, 
okay, I, I may be telling them the truth, but at this point, they're having a shitty day because of me. Really? Yeah. So oh my gosh. it was just that bad. And I couldn't have believed that I was that much of an asshole. Uh-huh. And then um, my mentality started changing every single day. I gave myself one task every morning. Mm-hmm. Wake up and say that the day's beautiful. Okay. And I actually do that till this day. Nice. And it actually brings a very big smile to my face. And, um, you know, I told myself that I speak the truth, but I don't want to do it like in an asshole way anymore. Yeah. I just want it to be like a, you need help? I got you. But I'm not going to go ahead and do it do it in such a demeaning way of like yeah. being an asshole about so it. So who are you an asshole to? Like your friends and family Every, or just yes, me? Everyone really? and everyone. <laughs> everyone and, and, and so you... Just random people you'd meet? Even random people. Like yeah. literally random okay. people. If I didn't like you, I would tell you and okay. I would let you know. But at okay. this point, it's like uh, I just know how to cut the conversation short. Uh-huh. Someone starts to complain around me and it yeah. looks like they they don't want help. They just want to complain and be like, oh, word. You know, yeah, yeah. That's it. That, you know, I can't, I can't have depressing people around yeah. me because I know how it felt to be there. Yeah. And if they're looking just to go ahead and make my day bad, I'm just gonna walk away from you. Yeah. That. Negative energy. It's so toxic. Definitely. It's so toxic, and and I know people like that where they will complain and complain and complain, but they're never actually open to making a change in their life. Mm-hmm. And you can tell them things, and maybe every once in a while. Um, you know, and I'm kind of speaking about somebody in particular in my life, obviously, because I'm being detailed about it. But maybe every once in a while they'll ask for help, but they never actually do anything. And I've watched, I've watched it for like years, and so now I just kind of try to, you, you try to avoid it, and you try to say, okay, yeah. Like you know who you are. The yeah. shoe fits. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people. It's a easy. People it's easy like to that. get. It's easy to get stuck in that, and even even just a little bit of like. You know, little complaining or little small talk in a way can, you can relate to others that way. People you don't know, your coworkers. So, you know, we each, it can be common ground. I I honestly know that we each have the power to create, you know, um, and I look at it in this way. Like you look at someone, let's just say you just meet up with your friend. You look at them and you're like, wow, you look very beautiful today. Mm -hmm. You will see the biggest smile on their face unless they're like super Uh self-conscious. They'll be like, stop. You know, <laughs> or you go up to someone and tell them like, "You look like death, dude," uh-huh. and they would be like, "Wow, uh-huh. ouch, yeah, <laughs> wow." You see, like words really do affect people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like people will just wake up and go, like, "Okay, today, I am just gonna go ahead and live by my words." But then you start hearing negative comments about you, you're like, "Whoa, yeah, that sucks." Yeah, you know? and this is why I tell a lot of people, I mean, you gotta really think about that one of my like favorite times honestly was uh when i did make this change a lot of girls stopped liking me because uh-huh. i stopped being an asshole so i, I kind of played uh-huh. a part in it you know they like honestly i that's surprising it was so weird. yeah it was so weird huh. a lot of girls wouldn't even want to hang out with me right now especially because i'm like a grandpa now i really? used to go out to the club i used to go to the uh-huh. bar i used to like do a lot of stuff like that i'm only 24 yeah. And I don't even do that anymore. Yeah, you're so young. They're like, dude, you want to go out? It's like 11 p.m. I'm like, dude, have you heard of sleep? Sleep yeah, is awesome, Yeah, sleep is dude. amazing. And they're like, yeah, dude, but we're going to turn up, dude. Like, let's go. Let's boogie. And I'm like, oh, man. Have you slept? Yeah. Like, you know, I could wake up tomorrow at 10 a.m., dude. Mm-hmm. That's, like, perfect. 11, mm-hmm. 11 to 10, bro. That's, like, yeah. 11 hours. 10 hours. Dude. Even like, better, waking up not hungover. Oh, yeah. yeah. How awesome is that? You know what? I, I just don't drink. <laughs> I, I don't drink like I used to. I drink more socially. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why is because since I've stopped drinking alcohol almost in general for a long period of time, and I'm really into being very active, it, it, it just pulls me back. Mm-hmm. It takes me forever to recover. Um, when I was 21, 340 pounds at my heaviest, I used to go to the bar every Friday and Saturday. We'd go to a uh-huh. place, uh, uh, to downtown Fullerton, or we would go ahead and go to, uh, uh downtown live. Is that what it's called? Downtown live? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Um, LA live. LA live. There yeah. you go. Sorry. And, um, I'm not from here. So I'm like, yeah, yeah it sounds right. Like, yeah, it could sound <laughs> that's, right. That's what it is. That's so cool. I could be making up names and uh-huh. you wouldn't even and I'll know. Just, I'll just not. I'd be like, yo, have you been to like Metropolis, California? Like, it's no. like right here. <laughs> oh, really? What do they have there? Dude, you have no idea. What am I missing out con- on? They throw cotton candy at you like uh-huh. all the time. It doesn't hurt because it's cotton candy. 
Yeah. Let me go back. I should go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, cheat day, let's go. Yeah. Let's but, do um, so I would go out and my alcohol threshold was like really high at that time. Mm-hmm. We would do something here in California called pre-gaming. And I, I know that it's only done here for sure. They, like, they call it pre-gaming in the Midwest. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because that's cool. what you do before the football right? game or the basketball game is you pre-game. Oh, well, we right? do that right before the bar. That's it. Yeah. That's, we're that like, yeah, drinks are expensive. I went, to, I went to Notre Dame for undergrad, so I had my, I had my phase. Oh. Yeah. I had, big, I had a big I had a big party phase for a little while. Yeah, but it was so crazy. My grades were good, so I, I Oh, managed. that's good. That's what honestly that's what matters. Congratulations yeah, on that. A lot you. of people fall out as soon as they start doing it. They yeah. live for the weekend and I think that's possibly one of the saddest things uh, yeah. humans can do to yeah. themselves. But um yeah, uh I'm more of a two drink type of guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa! Like, uh-huh. oh man, I definitely feel it. And back in the day I was like a half a bottle of like templeton dang yeah and then i would be standing but i mean i'm guessing being 340 pounds you, you probably need yeah a little your bit more tolerance alcohol. is high you yeah got, so now i'm just like no you no. can absorb more yeah. yeah and i i treat the days i'm gonna drink alcohol i prepare for it big time for now. sure i'm like okay where's the pedialyte okay yeah. here's the pedialyte one for before one after mm-hmm. um headache pills right by the bed Mm-hmm. uh bible okay and then i'm <laughs> extra like extra water yeah extra water just leave my gallon on the side and just oh man i don't want to feel it tomorrow i know it's gonna come and then boom crappy workout for the next two or three days you know yeah. and then it's just yep. like man yeah this sucks yeah one thing i started to notice when i was like really getting into fitness and kind of tapering off my drinking um and this was probably when I was in grad school as I would wake up after drinking and my joints would kind of ache. And I don't know if you get that, but I read into it and your, your joints actually don't relubricate themselves the way they normally do during sleep when you're drinking. And so like, for me, I would notice like, Oh man, my knees feel like really stiff and kind of achy and stuff like that. And, and once I cut out the drinking, you know, you don't have those, those weekend mornings where you're waking up feeling like crap, feeling like you can't go work out the way you want. And, it's been it's been good for me for sure. I love to be still at the gym. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I I love going insane. I go for like or when I do go, I go for like two hours, and it's just I prefer having a good healthy life balance. Mm-hmm. You know, just of not feeling like crap. If I can avoid feeling like crap, I'm gonna avoid it. Absolutely. You know? and that's that's what people who are drinking a lot and who are eating shitty don't really know it's like they don't know how good you can feel every single day if you just treat your body well and and they don't they don't know how much energy you actually have when you're not drinking a lot and when you're drinking enough water and when you're eating fruits and vegetables and and all that stuff so you know it just for a lot of people it sounds scary to them just the idea of eating vegetables the idea (laughs) of having to eat your own meals and honestly it's because they don't know how to cook yeah. But, you know, we're living in a in a really cool generation of YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube has so many tutorials. And, I, you know, I wish I could get on there and start showing people how to yeah. cook. Because if you, if, if people learn how to cook the basics, chicken, steak, fish, carbs, and eggs. Ve- veggies. And you're Even then, older. carbs, you can just get a rice cooker. And a rice cooker can cook almost any grain Absolutely. that you can think of. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, if people just learn that, the possibilities are endless because the amount of seasonings that there are in this world, the mm-hmm. amount of ingredients, the mm-hmm. amount of just... Just, like, fresh herbs. And, fresh herbs yeah. and how that comes into play. And, yeah. you know, like, I don't even go out to restaurants anymore. I haven't mm-hmm. been to Mozambique in forever, but I need to go back because I think their pork chop is really good, but I don't really eat pork yeah. often anymore. So yeah. You go there for a treat because it's, I mean, not only is the food good, but the views are incredible. So gorgeous. Are incredible. Every Sunday's Reagan night. Hit it up, yo. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Have you been there Sundays? No, I oh, haven't. Yeah. I have to check it out. That's yeah. cool. All of Long Beach is like Reagan night. Really? Yeah, the whole strip from there, uh, the White House, they do Reagan night there too. They do Reagan night at um, the Skyloft. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay. All those places. Oh, right cool. There. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when you were first making a life change, deciding I need to turn things around, what were some of the changes you started to make initially? And and where were you getting your information from? Because I know there are so, so many people that want to lose weight, but feel like they don't know what to do. Absolutely. 
Um, so what I did was uh, substitutions. So in that sense of like how I was saying, I quit my my diet like someone has a habit of smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I didn't go straight from like honestly having KFC or, or <laughs> you know uh -huh. just outside food straight to like nothing but like rice and chicken yeah. as they say and vegetables like straight up yeah I, what i started doing was just eating fast food once a week okay but the food that i was having at home were substitutions in the sense of like low calorie and high calorie foods mm -hmm. you know a lot of people don't realize that i mean hey you like maple syrup maple syrup is a lot better than regular syrup that's like the best um, like so like real maple syrup? Yeah. Like, okay, that's so like switching from Aunt Jemima to Basically, the pure maple syrup yeah, or something. Because it's it's earth, you know? It's like yeah. earth don't want to hurt you. That's what I tell yeah. people. Yeah, it's, it's real food and real ingredients. Definitely. Yeah. And if people don't want to go down that route or can't... Honestly, maple syrup is really expensive, okay? Like, I, <laughs> I go through yeah. a jar like every the little week. Like the yeah. little tin. It my my mom expensive. buys that sometimes. Her and my dad or my stepdad are total foodies. Mm. And they'll buy like the pure... It comes in a little yeah, tin it's can. Like grade a. What? Yeah. There's grades to this? And it was yeah. like, oh my God. I went to Sprouts like one, and I saw one like... Jack in Vermont tapped the tree <laughs> yeah, and, I know. and caught it. Yeah. And... <laughs> he caught it in his hand. He blew it onto yeah. the jar. He didn't even like let it drizzle by itself. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yes. Yeah, I bought like this little jar for like eighteen dollars, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love wow. this stuff that much. Am I really gonna do this?" Uh huh. Uh, so, I tell people that there are low calorie alternatives. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there is low calorie syrup, mm -hmm. but with myself, like that's actually what I did. You know, mm -hmm. I went down that route for uh, a small amount of time until I started really making bigger transfers. So I started really looking at what food does to you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like tofu, pretty bad for you, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people don't realize that tofu has like, uh, has like a certain, like, how do I say it? You can't fully absorb other nutrients from tofu, from soy. Uh -huh. There's like an anti-nutrient. I think that's what it's called. So it says like it has 20 something grams of protein. Uh -huh. Your body can't really even necessarily consume it. Really? Yeah. Okay, I haven't yeah. heard that. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll have to look into it. I know, I know soy can, you know, they say too much of it is bad for your hormones. Definitely. And, and in general, tofu has more carbs than I think people realize, but I, I've never heard that before. Definitely. And uh, there's so many links of, like, honestly, thyroid problems, hormonal problems. And just for myself, I was like, uh, the bad outweighs more than the good. Mm -hmm. And I don't even really want to eat something that has any bad link to it. It's like, yeah. oh, you can't eat two cups of spinach because, like, I don't know, you'll poop green. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like, that's not that bad. But, no, I'm still going to eat it. You yeah. know, it was just yeah. so weird. And so, um, same thing with, like, low-calorie alternatives. Uh, they have a lot of different stuff in it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's so highly processed. Sure, the low-fat foods. Okay. Yeah. I get what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you, if you go for those, like, the low-fat yogurt or the low-fat cereal bars or granola bars, usually what they're doing is they're taking out the fat and they're replacing it with sugar, Yeah. Um, which a lot of studies are showing is actually worse. And, yeah, and it's and it's sort of like a fake healthy food because they're, they're highly processed. Definitely. They're throwing in a lot of preservatives and, and sugar, sugar alcohols and but stuff like that. But to be honest, this is actually the route that I tell people who are severely overweight or just have been stuck in a bad eating habit because just mm -hmm. because they never went up to like 340 pounds or they're just about 40 pounds overweight 50 pounds overweight i think the approach necessarily needs to be the same uh -huh. so you don't really feel that much of a drastic jump you still could have fun with your food you still could yeah. enjoy great tasting meals but eventually it's to you know transition into eating healthy mm -hmm. and start really taking care of your body like it should be like i know a lot of people who take care of their freaking car a lot more than they take care of their body yeah and i'm like how like yeah. how yeah how like how do you do that it's, like it's yeah, just it's, it's, it's insane it's values and priorities yeah that's what it comes down to and you know my biggest advice honestly just to someone who's who is deciding to lose weight you know um the apple doesn't fall far from the tree if your parents are overweight most likely you're overweight you know it's it's in the family, mm -hmm. not genetically, but it's inherited through eating habits, mm -hmm. you know. 
Um, if you eat a lot of ethnic food, like if you're someone who's Hispanic and you eat a bunch of Mexican food, chances are you're most likely overweight. And just to go ahead and let everybody know, you could be unhealthy and be at weight. You still are prone to get high cholesterol, diabetes. This is all about the reality of eating healthy and what it does to you. It's not necessarily just the losing weight factor, but it's all the benefits that come with eating healthy and really taking care of your body. So I tell people, if you really feel like you want to do this, like from the bottom of your heart, your own motivation might not be enough. Do you have kids? Mm -hmm. Do you have parents? Mm -hmm. Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. Do it for them. Yeah. You know, use them to push you because one day you're going to have children and are you going to want to, you know, let them have the same problems that you're having or, yeah, you know, it's just, absolutely. it's the plain truth. And, and I think too, another thing people can do, and, and I've done this personally for myself and, and I do have some nutrition coaching clients that I'll try to teach these things too, but really I try to get people to tap into the feelings and the emotions of why they're trying to lose weight or the, the impact that it could have. Like if you're overweight and you're unhappy, how is that manifested? Like, are, are you looking in the mirror every single time and saying, I don't like how I look. Think about that feeling like that lack of confidence or that lack of self-esteem or just the fact that you're maybe in pain every day or all of like tap into all of those feelings. Like think about all the things in your life that would be different if you really got it together and made a 180 degree turn. You know, think about the, how confident you feel, how happy you feel, how much energy you could have and thinking about those things as a motivation and not just, oh, it would be nice to be, you know, a size four instead of a size 24. Like there, there are emotional reasons that you can tap into that I think everyone has. Like, I don't think anybody goes about their life severely overweight and says, yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. happy with myself. My You're confidence is right. great. You're um, right. you, <laughs> you know, know, a lot of people just don't want to come into the realization of that, Yeah. you know, and honestly, when you grow up overweight and you let it get too far and you know, it goes too far, um, you're going to find a breaking point and hopefully it's not too late. I really don't believe it's too late unless you're like, honestly, like 80. <laughs> Cause yeah. I've seen people 80 and possibly a little under lose weight, mm -hmm. become healthier and feel better. Um, and especially if you're, even if you're just still mobile, like if you can just yeah, go walk definitely. or just do something or just change your eating habits, there's a lot more in your, in your control than you realize. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I'm curious about is, so you said you thought low calorie foods were some of the things you did early on. Definitely. That's okay. what kickstarted everything. Okay. So what types of like, what types of substitutions were you making? So you said the maple syrup, but like. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of early, early on, what did your meals start to look like when you said, okay, I'm eating fast food maybe once a week instead of every day? So it was in the very beginning, chicken and rice. Okay. But um, the chicken that I would make was actually seasoned really good. So I uh -huh. would make like a habanero with like, uh, with garlic uh, mm -hmm. rub on the chicken. Yeah. And all my chicken <laughs> would come out really tasty. Uh -huh. So I'd be, I'd be looking forward to it. Yeah. And my rice. I would mix my vegetables inside my rice. Okay. So, and then I would season it. Like, instead of using regular water, I would use, like, a chicken broth. Like, a low-calorie okay. chicken broth. Not a lot is really needed, especially since you're cooking for yourself. Mm -hmm. How much do you really need? Yeah. And uh, meal prepping was the biggest thing. But I, I will tell you, there was a downfall when I was at 240 pounds. I had lost 100 pounds in total. And there was this point where I'm like, oh. I'm gonna go ahead and stick around this weight mm -hmm. very much so I got addicted to like powerlifting. I mm -hmm. would always just try to get my numbers higher and higher mm -hmm. in which I was able to but my diet became pretty dirty mm -hmm. you know I would just eat um, a bunch of like processed food uh -huh. you know and what were, what were your favorites oh <laughs> <laughs> I'll share mine <laughs> okay so in the sense like protein bars okay it was all oh, about yeah. protein bars yeah and I would just scorch them down, mm -hmm. and, you know, and each of them was like 400 calories, you yep. know, and yep. what else? Honestly, no downfall at 240, I had no fiber in my diet, no fiber whatsoever. Uh -huh. Fiber is really important, you guys, for everyone. It's so important. 
I ended up getting a, a disease called diverticulitis. Oh no. Yeah, okay. which is a, an intestinal disease. It's an irritable bowel disease. Yeah. Which people normally 40 usually get. So a lot of people have it. So yeah. I know I have um some of my nutrition clients have had it. Um I've had coworkers who are about my age, I'm 30, mm -hmm. who have had it and um I mean, you, you obviously know more about it, but basically what you're getting these little abscesses or these little pockets in your intestines, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. What's it, what's it actually caused by? Is it bacteria or? It's honestly, uh, well, the, the pain and the, the, the perforation that happens is the buildup of bacteria. Okay. But it's normally due to constipation and it's also, you know, like a lack causes of a lack of fiber. Okay. Definitely a lack of water. Okay. And uh, just filling yourself up with food that's not even breaking down, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, high processed food just doesn't break down in the body correctly. Yeah. And yeah. it does cause uh, complications. So mm -hmm. fiber Dang. is like key. Chia and so foods. now are you, that's yeah, pretty so much recovered or healed? From, or? from that time at 240, I was 100% in. Uh -huh. I was like, ah, I'm going to eat healthy uh -huh. like 100%. I'm going to, I'm going to cook. Uh -huh. Like I'm going to tear this freaking kitchen up yeah and i'm gonna make some crazy ass like dishes yeah and yeah i did i mean i started making cakes and i started making um you, honestly these dishes that i were making were really high protein you know uh -huh. the protein pizza you know uh -huh. chicken crisp yeah. pizza yeah uh, turkey burgers just everything that i was making was just completely seasoned so mm -hmm. well and i was able to play around with it in so many ways yeah i started falling in love with it uh-huh and from there on, I, I, I went like an entire year, a year and a half, and I'm like, I haven't gotten any flare-ups. See, the thing mm -hmm. when you have diverticulitis, it's diverticulitis is when you're getting the flare-up. Diverticulosis is the disease that's carried on throughout your entire life. Mm -hmm. Unless you have surgery to get that piece of intestine removed, oh, okay. you have it for the rest of your life. Okay. And um, I realized that ever since I gave up processed food, I gave up um, fast food, frozen dinners I haven't even gotten freaking sick mm -hmm. you know like I haven't had the freaking flu uh-huh my skin at that time like cleared up mm -hmm. like crazy my hair came out shinier than ever and I'm like whoa okay I feel so good and then as soon as I was like thinking about kind of having a cheat meal I'd be like mm, no like, yeah. um, I'm good, yeah. you know, this actually feels a lot better right now. Uh -huh. And so food really changes the way you feel 100%. There are studies out there, you know. Absolutely. I mean, serotonin, yeah. serotonin is secreted in your gut, and, and they're doing a lot more research on the human gut. I don't think they fully understand it, but all that good bacteria that's in your digestive tract, it can affect how you feel physically. It affects what foods you crave. So if you're eating shitty food, you're, it's basically, I was explaining this to, I think one of my coworkers recently, it's basically like you're doing this own little um, natural selection experiment <laughs> on your gut because based on what you eat, you're gonna select for the bacteria that wanna digest that stuff. So when you're eating healthy, clean foods, you're selecting for the bacteria that are gonna break that down easily, that are going, going to make sure you're not feeling bloated. And when you're eating shit, you're going to select for those bacteria that are going to affect your serotonin, a lot of your brain chemistry, how you're feeling mentally. And then they're going to keep you craving all of that, that stuff that, that got you there in the first place too. I tell people when you start a diet, when you start this lifestyle change, the first four days are going to suck. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. And when you hop off the diet, those next four days are going to suck. It's just four or five days that your body's going to have to get reprogrammed. Like, okay, this is what I'm eating. Yeah. You know, and that's like what, like the underlying basis of eating healthy is. Like, you have to control what you eat. It's not mm -hmm. just a, I think I'm just going to eat that. No, it's going to affect you in so many ways, you know. So substituting food in the beginning is key. But if you're going down that route of being like the healthiest version of yourself, then you're going to have to get used to eating, honestly, lean meats, greens, uh, fruits, you know, get accustomed to it, eat them raw if you can, mm -hmm. and then start to play with seasonings. You know, this world is full of seasonings and full of ingredients. Like, it's, it's amazing how big this world is mm -hmm. and how accessible these ingredients are. And one thing that I do tell people is, like, if you're going to start, start in your local grocery store like you don't have to go to like a sprouts 
still sponsor me, hopefully. Uh, you don't have to go to the Trader Joe's and be like, nope, this is the best way to go. Dude, like it, it becomes expensive if you go down that route. And plus, if you don't know what you're doing, I mean, to tell you the truth, you have, unless you guys already are, um, I don't mean to like jump the gun. Processed chicken that's like pumped with antibiotics is so much tastier uh -huh. than organic chicken. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, and really, I, I think the opposite. Really? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, you, I can I feel make like it it's like, like all that. water. It's the solution. It's uh -huh. solution that they pump into the, uh, it's like chicken broth. Yeah. They basically, basically. inject it with chicken and, broth. Which is actually what I do when I get organic chicken. Uh -huh. I, I make a little solution for it and I let it sit down for two days or I'll marinate it for uh -huh. three days and then I'll cook it. Okay. I'll never slice my chicken breast before I cook it. Okay. It just comes out dry. Yeah. I don't do that either. Yeah, that's good. Or but, sometimes, sometimes I'll do little cubes and I'll do like kebabs or something. Like oh, marinate that's cool. It then, yeah, if you put them on top of the stove. Yeah, just... yeah, we'll we'll talk about some oh, recipes in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I good. I still want to kind of figure out. So you so you decided like I'm gonna make this lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. You started making substitutions with the types of like low, certain low calorie foods mm -hmm. and things like that. And then how did you actually start learn to learning to cook? Was it from Mozambique or were you no, going was, on YouTube or what were, what were you doing? I was 16 years old and I had joined culinary arts at ROP. We had like this program called ROP culinary arts and uh, it's offered in a lot of high schools. And I got in there and I noticed that I was just able to play around a little bit and come out with some really good, uh, good ingredients, uh, good uh, dishes. Mm -hmm. And from there I was like, I am really enjoying this cause this tastes freaking amazing. But then again, I was eating some like pretty crazy high, I mean, food, uh -huh. butter. Yeah, butter's butter, good. Butter's butter. delicious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I ended up just falling in love with it, and I would make ribs, I would make burgers, and um, from there on, I was actually able to make a lot of sauces for, um, like, dipping. You know, it was okay. just very Americanized yeah. food. Okay, so you already knew how to cook. Yeah. Of. It just wasn't maybe the healthiest thing. It wasn't the healthiest. Okay. So, and then I started cooking Mexican food. Mm -hmm. And so I would be eating, like, you know, chile rellenos, which are like stuffed cheese peppers. Mm -hmm. um, they got this is one of my favorite dishes up to this day: huevos ranchos. Mm -hmm. You know, just yes. I think Mexican food is Yum. just freaking amazing, uh -huh. and it's simple. It's actually very simple ingredients. Mm -hmm. It's just like you substitute some things, like it actually yeah. becomes a very healthy dish. Yeah, if you go like a little light on the cheese and, mm -hmm. and certain things, yeah, Definitely. it can be very healthy. And so um, from there on, I, I was just cooking crazy. I was doing sushi. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just playing around in the culinary world. After leaving ROP, completing the uh, the basics and the advanced courses, I was going to go to culinary arts school, but the, they were far. There was one in San Francisco, mm -hmm. and then the one I really wanted to go to was the one in Texas. Oh, and okay. I was like, man, I would really love to. But uh -huh. unfortunately, just how everything was going on, uh -huh. I really couldn't afford that. You yeah. know? And, but it happens, you know, with a lot of families out there that's just it's hard to overcome and be able to make that move to another state just to go to a school that you really feel like you really want to go to. Yeah. And plus, I think since it was a trade school, it was just very expensive. Expensive, yeah, like so high expensive. tuition and mm -hmm. you got a, no scholarships probably type of thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, I remember asking my high school if there was a certain, certain things that I could do and mm -hmm. I, I never got information given to me. So I was uh -huh. like, oh, all right, whatever. There goes my uh -huh. motivation. Yeah. And so from there on, I continued just to cook and eat and get bigger and uh -huh. get bigger. And at this time, I was still dancing, though, which is hilarious, to be honest. Like, the basis of me losing weight was not necessarily just the weightlifting. It was actually dancing, you know, because okay. I hate cardio, uh -huh. you know, and that would be the way that I would burn fat uh -huh. was just by dancing. Yeah. And so... I started counting my calories after I was 21. Okay. Still kind of eating crap. So that was food. like the, one of the initial things you did is you started yeah, counting calories. Definitely. Were, were you using an app or a journal or how did you do that? Um, since I was 340 pounds, I told myself, oh, the American standard is 2,000 calories. So I'm like, I think I need to be eating that. Which that's not that's honestly that's not a bad starting point. It like was the for, starting point. Yeah, but you know it's wrong. It was probably. It was probably. I mean, I just just speculating. It was probably at least a thousand calories less than you were eating on your own, right? Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> you're like no more than that. Like, okay. No, just kidding. Um, but yeah, so I just started eating two thousand calories uh -huh. and 
dancing like crazy because I remember joining the local gym and I, I hated being on the bicycle. Mm -hmm. I hated being on the treadmill. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, this is my, this is making my heartbeat go pretty high. Like, mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable. Very yeah, uncomfortable. and you're just <laughs> sitting there. You're, I mean, yeah. you're just on the bike or you're on the Stairmaster. There's mm -hmm. the treadmill that's trying to distract yourself with whatever TV is on the gym. Definitely. And I just feel like a robot being on there. And I wasn't even hopping inside my head either. I was just kind of like, this sucks. Yeah. What's on? <laughs> oh, the world's on fire. Okay, let's look at, oh, dine-in drivers and, what's yeah, Triple perfect D. food. Okay. Oh, nice. And I'm looking at Guy Fieri like, oh man. Yeah, that's the worst. That that's the worst when Food Network is on at the gym. Why? Like, why would they do that? It's like it doesn't make sense unless yeah. they're doing it on purpose and they're like, we're gonna make them fail. They're gonna keep sitting here forever and ever. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what goes through their minds, but um, yeah. They shouldn't have that on. But Guy Fieri is actually really cool. He's like, I've seen so many foods and I literally I try love, I love, to make foods off. I love Triple D. Yeah. Love so that. Good. When I used to travel for work, I would strategically look up the areas I'd go that to. That is like, amazing. Is there, is there a Triple D restaurant here? I know I'm going to be is, in San Jose. Where are the spots? There's one in Anaheim. I'm sure there's a ton here. I haven't even looked. But I don't think there's, so. I think there's, there's, there's got to be one place in Orange really? County. Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure. There's that's the thing though. There's so many good restaurants here. Yeah. Like in general, there's so much good food. It it's, really is. Yeah. My favorite diner is in Long Beach, and I can't remember the name of it. Okay. I really shouldn't remember the name of it because yeah. I'm gonna hit that spot up soon. Okay. <laughs> well, next next there. time you go there, let me know. Let me Definitely, know I'm gonna hit yeah. you up. It's really good. I got good burgers there. Awesome. Oh, but yes. So. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so basically it came down to the point that I fell in love with cooking and then um, I told myself I'm not going to eat crappy mm -hmm. chicken and rice like for the rest of my life. So I might as well just try to make healthy alternatives of my favorite American food, mm -hmm. which was the burgers and the pizza yeah. and ice cream and just... All that yummy stuff. Yeah, bread pudding, uh -huh. uh, chocolate puddings, banana puddings banana cream pies yeah so when when you were first starting how are you were you using an app to track your calories or what oh no so i basically just counted everything on my phone i would on use a phone? little calculator on the calculator yeah, okay three years ago I, I don't really remember like my fitness pal my or... fitness paper uh, my fitness pal and yeah i'm just i wasn't really Is aware it? of it i didn't really have much guidance through uh -huh. it all one thing that i did do was i would look online and i would look at how to lose weight mm -hmm. and there was just so much thrown at me mm -hmm. there was like fad diets at that time which yeah. was like the lemon cleanse the master cleanse you know, yeah the, the master lemon, cleanse, lemon and cayenne, cayenne. Yep. and i'm just like oh, okay that's just, just basically a starvation diet terrible. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much what it yeah. is it's a starvation I'm diet like, that sounds really terrible i don't want that um mm -hmm. and then i just remember atkins Atkins, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Just I'm like, similar, similar to keto now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know any of this. And then I started going on YouTube. And then I was like, how to lose weight. And then it would just be some guy who just went through a weight loss journey that lost weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, like, ah. So two hours in, I was just like over it. And the next day, I did the same thing. How to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Tips to lose weight. Uh, what to eat to lose weight. Yeah. And it was just always these little, like, like, it was just so freaking dumb. Like, uh -huh. just running into certain pages and when there'd be, like, cold water. Drink a lot of cold water. Uh-huh. I'd be like, why? Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. And I'm like, if you drink cold water, you burn more calories. And I'm like, okay. While you're at rest mode. Okay, no, but I want to move. Like, I want to do stuff. Like, let's yeah. go. Like, let's do this. Let's get the ball rolling. Yeah. I tried to get a, a, a physical, uh, a physical, yeah, a personal, physical, trainer. personal trainer at that uh -huh. time. And again, couldn't afford it. So I was like, well, I have no friends here. Literally what I had to do in order for myself to, like, start learning how to lose weight is um, I started looking at people that were already at the gym. Okay. You know? And a lot yeah. of these people were, like... Um, People did a lot of cardio. Uh -huh. So I'd be like, how'd you lose a lot of weight? Mm -hmm. They'd be like, a lot of cardio. Uh -huh. I'm just like, shit, man. I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I see some dude killing Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, there has to be a better way. Yeah. And then I start asking different questions. What did you eat? Mm -hmm. And they would just tell me, I ate a lot of protein. I'm like, okay, okay bro. 
Like, yeah. you know, and it was, yeah. And I was like, okay, bro, I remember saying that. And then um, I'd ask another person, they'd be like, I ate a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. See, and, and that time I was like, what do you mean protein? Like, is it like what you guys are scooping into your guys' jars? Yeah. Or what's going what's on? What's protein? Yeah, like, let's, let's dig a little What is deep. that? The proteins. And I was like, oh, like, steak. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like steak, chicken, mm-hmm. you know. Egg whites. Egg whites and stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh, that's it. I ate a lot of veggies, too. Okay. Carbs are bad. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> I go ask another person. Carbs are bad. Carbs are bad. Carbs are bad. And I kept hearing carbs are bad. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, what are carbs? Yeah. <laughs> and I looked it up and I was like, no. Like, it's all my favorite food. What? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. We can't. I can't. Rice. Oh, my God. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I, and I tried doing it. But, I mean, I tried to do that drastic jump, right? Mm-hmm. And started looking into even more specific things. What does protein do to the body? Mm-hmm. What does fat do to the body? What does carbs do to the body? And all these small ingredients, uh, ingredients, all these small articles that I'm reading are from people who like study what proteins do to the body, how it necessarily okay. starts to rebuild your muscle and helps you okay. with recovery and how carbs are actually energy, but how it's energy and how fat is energy, but how carbs are different from fat mm-hmm. into the energy aspect. So, I mean, I basically learned like, I break it down for people who really don't know anything about the fitness or uh, about the fitness world or how nutrition works. But I'm like, bro, just doing it like this. Fat is energy right now. Carbs are energy for like an hour from now. <laughs> They'd be like, what? Yeah. yeah, basically. So carbohydrates have to break down into sugars, sugars into like your, your energy. They get stored as glycogen in your muscles. Definitely. Yeah. And they'd be like, okay, so basically carbs are energy for later. Fat is for now. Like, yeah. That's it. That's it. I'm like, don't overthink it. And that's what I did. I did a little thing called KIS, keeping it simple. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> that's usually keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> keep it. You've never heard that? No. No. I just okay. left one out. I, just, I left one one S out. Yeah. Of the, uh, now you know. Now you know the full acronym. Kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I did, and I just kept it in that way where I'm just like, I'm just gonna go ahead and keep it simple. We're gonna freaking eat lean meats, greens, and veggies. And I did that for about seven months okay and i in those seven months i had lost like 70 pounds okay so you went from like 340 to first like 270 or something to about like 280 something okay and i'm like okay this is working and then i started getting and really just tired. just keeping it to like 2000 so calories simple. a day yeah okay. and then all of a sudden i really couldn't lose anything more okay so then i would fluctuate back to like 285 to two to 290 and i'm like what's going on here mm-hmm. so i kicked ass again and i i started i stopped trying to force myself to do cardio and i went inside the weight room mm-hmm. and there i met a lot of people where you know you you would think that they don't want to talk to you or, or would want to help you mm-hmm. but these are like the nicest people i've ever met in my life uh-huh. and to this day these guys have seen my transformation uh-huh. i still go to the same gym sometimes uh-huh. All of these guys have taught me proper lifting technique. That's awesome. So I would jump in, I would start lifting, and I would be sore like no tomorrow. Me thinking at 280 pounds that I was going to be strong as these guys, no, I couldn't even get like a plate <laughs> off my chest. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm big. Like, I'm supposed to be strong. Like, uh-huh. what's going on? That was a reality check for me. Yeah. And then I started meeting some power lifters who looked freaking jacked. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how yeah you know teach me (laughs) and he was like i eat proteins i eat fats and i eat carbs i'm gonna hold on these you're like wait i can have carbs hold on (laughs) like let's just there's a there's okay what and and it was just something so hard for me to start grasping because i was like dude like what do you mean you eat carbs yeah man i eat pasta you know i eat you know rice i Mm -hmm. just honestly just clean carbs I'm like, mm-hmm. clean carbs like yeah high in fiber and just it tripped me out because i was like okay so i can't eat this stuff and have results and he's like yeah dude i used to be about like i forgot i think it was like 40 pounds overweight uh-huh. and now he's just really like ripped you know yeah like, just really really ripped so i was like okay went back to the drawing board mm-hmm. and i looked up how many carbs i'm supposed to be taking in okay and so 
you know, the more I would try to dig in, the more of a challenge it was for myself. Because, you know, we did have calculators at that time. Mm -hmm. I just had someone do it for me who was already okay. a personal trainer. Okay. So what this person did was like, it's, it's, you have to understand that it's not just your height and your age anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, how much, how much mass do you have on you? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm swole. Look at me. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no. It's, okay, it's like your this. body fat, it's mm -hmm. your weight, your gender, uh -huh. your activity level. Exactly. Yep. And he told me like that I wasn't eating enough. So uh -huh. there was a certain point that I was going into like a starvation mode. Okay. Feeling like crap. On 2,000 calories a day? On 2,000 calories oh, a wow. day. Oh, wow. Okay. Because my, my activity how much, was so high. How much cardio or how much dancing were you doing? I was dancing then? about an hour every day. Every day. Yeah. Okay. And, um what's really cool about it is that i was actually lifting weights at the same time like mm -hmm. i would actually still even till this day i dance between mm -hmm. sets i okay. want to keep my heart rate running there you, go. you know and just people <laughs> make fun of me for it every single gym that they go to that i go to they just know me as a guy that dances yeah and i mean i like to have fun you know uh -huh. and i also told myself if i'm gonna be healthy i'm gonna have fun like i'm not gonna be freaking miserable at the gym but if you meet a lot of people at the gym they're all pretty much having a good time yeah you know unless they're dealing with the stress of that day and they're in their in their own head and you can tell that maybe they don't want to be talked to that's okay but yeah everybody for the most part is actually having a good time they're there because they want to be there yeah they did that big transfer so um i learned that i have to fall in love with something in the gym a certain type of activity so whether that be making myself faster mm -hmm. or making myself stronger or making you know just Try to see if I can start building my shape book, and which actually, mm -hmm. I did more of a bodybuilding route, uh -huh. you know, while I was on a calorie deficit. Nothing so wrong with that. <laughs> it was pretty fun, you know, but doing bodybuilding on a calorie deficit, for some reason, I was gaining a lot of mass. Uh-huh. And then I was losing inches. Uh-huh. So the weight, was, the scale wasn't really moving as fast anymore, but well, I was noticing. It. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, whoa, you see, so, so basically... When you're 340 pounds and you start to lose a large amount of weight, you get saggy skin. Mm -hmm. So I started really thinking about my body. Yeah. And I went to I went up to the guys who told me that the cars were bad, which are yeah. the guys who were mainly doing cardio, which is weird because those guys need more carbs than anybody else. You know. Yeah, you need you need yeah. carbs for cardio for sure. I looked at them and I started notice, noticing that they looked very sick. You know, and and they were very skinny. And yeah. They had really crazy loose skin mm -hmm. and i told myself damn i'm gonna go through that like i'm gonna go through that but and then i was like ah, if i lift weights i don't think it's gonna be as bad though yeah. which was actually true you know yeah. I, I focused on major body parts as i was doing this i stuck to my diet and my diet was just very high in protein and up until i was 240 it was nothing but fats and proteins like my everyday thing uh -huh. that i was doing was i was eating like an entire rotisserie chicken Oh my gosh. Like two pounds <laughs> of fried banana. Oh. Yeah. Fried banana. You've never had fried banana? I don't think so. Oh my god. I've had I've know. had I've had like um what is it, bananas foster? Where it's like you flambe. You had that? Oh yeah. No, I've it's had way I've had that. that. It's way better than that. Okay. It's okay. so good. There's All like right. so many small little restaurants in, in, in uh, Orange County. You gotta okay. go to the ghetto ones, the hole in the walls. Okay. By the way. Every foodie knows, hole in the walls are the place to be, okay? <laughs> if you can't really see it, but you see 10 people in that restaurant, they yeah. know something you don't. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. There's some, like, there's some amazing um, spot I went to for a work project in L.A. that was, like, next to a, a former gas station that we were treating, and it was a car wash, and it was this little spot that was, like, a Korean mexican korean barbecue mexican fusion oh. and so they had burritos and bowls and we're looking at it and we're like i bet this place is awesome and it was like in the middle of nowhere some kind of sketchy part of la and come lunchtime like they're just the smells coming out of that place were incredible and we ate there it was so good and then we did an early lunch 15 minutes later there's like a line of 20 people out the door and, and I don't think I'll ever be able to find that spot again, which makes me sad, but it was incredible. <laughs> it it's was crazy. so good. It's crazy how yeah. people holding the walls don't get as much recognition as they yeah. should, but the real ones know. Like, there's this taco, uh, this taco place. That's actually authentic Aztec food in Ooh. Santa Ana. It's on Bristol and okay. I think McFadden. Okay. Do you know what it's called? El Chicano. 
Okay. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Echicano. It's so I'm gonna good. Have to take a note. <laughs> yeah, that place is good. And then I love Salvadorian food, and that's where I get Ooh, the pipe banana. Uh huh. So if you go there, it's like, like pa pupusas. Pupusas. There I've you had go. Those. Yeah, yeah, those, those are, are good. good. <laughs> fried, their fried banana, I think, is really good, along okay. with Dominican fried banana. Okay. Mexicans don't really cook with banana. So, okay. I mean, I haven't seen any dish really uh -huh. that's made with it. But yeah. I don't know. Got to come up with a dish now. Yeah. I'm gonna incorporate something. Yeah, giving me ideas of, here think of something yeah, nice i like it up. so but, so i wanted to ask you when you're first in the gym and you're making this transformation so it sounds like the first seven months you weren't even lifting 